don't overthink the little things. When I was planning my wedding, I spent God knows how long stressing over tiny little details like what chocolate truffles we were going to have with the coffee. I didn't even see the chocolate truffles on our wedding day. I don't think I had any coffee. Um, and it was just pointless, so pointless. These little things that seem like massive deals to you when you're planning your wedding really aren't. As long as you have everyone you love in a place you love, surrounded by good music and good food, you're going to have a brilliant time. So don't stress the little bits. Welcome to the Yes To I Do podcast, your weekly wedding planning show hosted by Jack Brister and Chris Piercy. Hello, my name is Chris Piercy and welcome to Yes Do I Do, your wedding planning podcast. Now, today we were joined by Fee from FSE Hair and Makeup and myself and my co-host Jack Brister had a nice chat for about all things bridal hairstyling. Though, obviously, we know very little about this whatsoever, so it's interesting to find out the little bits of uh, knowledge that you only get from speaking to an experienced wedding professional. This is how we got on today. So Fee, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do? Sure, I'm a hair and makeup artist. I specialise in bridal. Um, I work here in Dorset and I also work throughout the different counties surrounding Dorset. Um, I've specialised in bridal for about seven years now. I've been freelance uh, for about six. Um, and I do an average of about 70 to 80 weddings per year. Um, so quite a lot, busy, busy. So when you're doing uh, makeup and uh, hair um, on the morning of a wedding, uh, how many women can you style in that in that time? And uh, how many can you do on your own? And how many do you uh, require an assistant for? Uh, so it entirely depends on what time ceremonies are. Mm -hmm. The later the ceremonies, the more people I can do. And also depends on how early people are willing to get up in the morning. Um, I usually do a cutoff for about 6am because if you start before 6am, one person is ready way before everybody else. So it's quite nice to keep everyone together and not have someone that feels like they're going to fall asleep just before the wedding. Um, so I can comfortably do around four or five hair and makeups myself. Um, and then if I have kind of five, six, seven, eight and upwards, I've done 10 before with an assistant. Um, I'll bring an assistant in just to make sure that the timings are fine, no one's like rushing around, everyone's calm and chilled and everyone has like a fun morning because it's really important to have fun in your morning because otherwise you're just going to be setting yourself up for a stressful morning before the biggest day of your life so it's really good to be as calm and chilled as possible. It's funny you should mention about being calm and having fun because uh, when we had Tara Sanger on a couple of weeks ago, um, she was mentioning about how half the job is actually um, managing expectations of the bride and kind of keeping kind of their emotions in check. And even when they say they're feeling absolutely fine, you're aware that it's going to go up and down through because kind of, a few hours it, kind of that that across that bridal morning. So emotions are going to be a bit roller coaster esque, I guess. Oh, absolutely. I've seen brides that say on the outside, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm totally fine, I'm having a great time. And you can just see on their face all of the unwritten words and the stress and the panic. Or you have brides that sometimes sit in your chair and they're really chatty and then after about 10, 15 minutes they suddenly go really quiet and they haven't said nothing for a little while and I'm like, come on, you just need to breathe, it's all fine. And it's almost a, a therapy style job as well. You're kind of part, part part hairstylist, part makeup artist, part therapy person, part best friend, part 
random person that you can like scream to without anyone getting upset. It's a lot of emotions rolled into one. Perfect. Uh, so you you mentioned that you have some assistants and you have someone else who works with you. So when someone books you for their wedding day, is it you that's going to be there or is it uh, one of your assistants or how, how does it work when someone books you personally to be there? Okay, so when someone books me personally, they will always get me. They will never get anyone else unless I am unconscious in a hospital bed somewhere and I physically cannot get to you, I will always be there. Um, if I have Obviously, I have a team, so if you book someone in my team, it will be that person that looks after you. It will never be, oh, you do your trial with me, but then Jen, say, turns up on your wedding day, but you've never met Jen before and you don't have a relationship with her. So it's really, really important to me to be able to continue that relationship, build those really nice strengths between two people because it's really important on your wedding morning as well to really trust and know the person that is quite literally face to face with you for hours so it's always the person you book that will turn up you'll never be someone random so when we've spoken to people about um makeup in the past they said about the importance of uh, a makeup trial for getting the skin right and things like that so obviously from the the makeup side of things i'm guessing that's the same with you um is does the same apply for having bridal hair as well presumably you, you have a, do you have a trial for that as well yeah absolutely always always have a trial hair especially uh, i think there's been over the past kind of six or seven years probably doing four brides that i physically haven't been able to do a trial for purely because they live in america or they live in australia and they just don't have the time to get here um when you're doing a hair trial it's really important to factor that time in you just don't know how your hair is going to look any accessories that you want to use as well um, all these pictures on Pinterest all look incredible. Most of the time they all have hair extensions in, they've all been tweaked on Lightroom and they look the best they possibly can do. So managing someone's expectations into, okay great we've got this picture and I really really love this picture but your hair's totally different so it's really important to use that as inspiration and not just try and like copycat it and it's more bespoke to you that way as well. I think it's interesting how you've uh, brought up Pinterest then. It's kind of very interesting everything you're saying about the importance of the trial as well. It's uh, getting beyond the joke how many people have actually mentioned Pinterest on the podcast now and how amazing it is, but then how also it's just like the bane of your life as well because oh, absolutely. Because so, that so many of them are, are photoshopped, like I said, or tweaked in Lightroom or whatever it might be. So do, do you have people turning up um, to their trials with... Um, with hairstyles which are just not possible for their for their like hair thickness or um, length or whatever? Yeah, it happens more often than I'd like it to. Um, I have a real love-hate relationship with Pinterest. Um, <laughs> all of the inspiration is fabulous, but then the realization of, oh, well, my hair's long enough, but I don't have the thickness or I don't have the length or I don't have the texture that is required to get that style, it's, it's a little bit heartbreaking sometimes when someone comes into my studio and they give me this picture and it's clearly like five, six sets of hair extensions and it looks fabulous and I'm like, okay, well that's great, we can do a version of, but you kind of have to burst their bubble a little bit because it is managing expectations. I mean, it will be a little bit like you coming into the salon and going, I want this done with my hair and I'd be like, okay, so we'd, uh, we'd probably start somewhere else with that. <laughs> Is that because Chris hasn't got any hair? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what 
is your advice to someone looking on Pinterest for inspiration? I would try and stick to the same colour hair that you have. For example, plaits and things like that always show up way better in blonde hair or highlighted hair because you've got the colour tones to give out the detail. If you're looking at a blonde hairstyle and you've got jet black or really, really dark brown hair, the detail's not going to pick out as much. Um, if you can, try and look for inspiration of the same kind of hair length. If you, uh, you can put into Pinterest anything, you can put in um, so like medium length hair or pixie crop hairstyles for brides, things like that. So it's quite important to be a little bit more specific about your search. A hairstylist is obviously different to a hairdresser. Uh, so presumably brides will have to have uh, a haircut prior to the day or and is that something that you do or is that something you liaise with another hairdresser with? I mean, I obviously have zero idea about hair whatsoever, <laughs> which is why we've got you on. Uh, but does that make sense as a question? It totally does. Um, I am not a hairdresser, so I don't cut or colour. Mm -hmm. I'm not trained in either, so I can't give advice on how to get your hair cut or coloured or anything like that other than if you're very dark and you want more detail then maybe pop a few like highlights in and things like that but when it comes to the technicality of cutting and colouring that is not my area at all um, I'm more than happy to liaise with hairdressers and say that this is the style that we've done for your hairstyle um, or your bridal hair maybe this could help or that could help and they could be able to chip in with their expertise on that how far away from someone's original hairstyle they have sort of day to day do you recommend people go when they're looking at their bridal makeup do you think they should stay relatively close to what they have day to day or do you think they can go a little bit further afield if so how far away so i guess it depends on how confident you are with going out of your comfort zone if you're the kind of person that is really into doing different hairstyles and different makeup styles then yeah absolutely push the boat out when it comes to your wedding hair and makeup if you're a little bit more reserved or you don't wear any makeup day to day and you want to still look like you and feel like you then i would always recommend going a little bit more natural be a little bit more just along the same wavelengths but be a more special version of you so yeah, I think that's a really great answer that uh, it also comes down to personality um, and you know you, 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 you want to feel comfortable in your own skin and with your own hair um, apparently um, <laughs> on your wedding because you, you want to feel like the, like you said the, the best version of you so um, with styling in mind um, how much do kind of accessories in the hair like you have tiaras you have sometimes flowers and things like that how much does that uh, affect the style that's possible? I mean, is it, can anything go into any type of hair? Pretty much. If you're creative, you can pretty much get away with anything. Um, it's all just about manipulation of the hair, um, knowing what you're gonna be putting into the hair in the first place. And even if you don't, even if you, if you come in for your hair trial and you go, I really wanna, really wanna wear a headband, brilliant, bring it in and then you put it on and you just go, do you know what, I, I'm not into it, I'm not loving it, and then you decide to put flowers around the back of the hair instead, it's totally, it's almost like a pick and mix, whatever works for you, whatever you love, we can just like go along with really. It's just a trial and error sort of thing. And if you love it, you love it. If you hate it, you hate it, and we change it. So have there ever been any instances where someone has had their, their hair trial with you you've decided on the style and then on the morning they've completely flipped out and 
change their mind entirely? And is that something that's possible? Uh, or do you try and talk them around to the style they originally agreed with? Or you know, have you ever been in one of those situations before? And what do you do about it? So I've been in a situation before where I've had an email two or three days before the wedding saying, Faye, I've completely changed my mind. I've seen this style on Pinterest again, and I love it. Can we do this instead? And as I already know their hairstyle, their hair length and everything like that, I can give a pretty comprehensive answer as to whether we can get really close to that style or whether it would be, again, a little bit of a trial and error. Trial and error on the morning of the wedding day makes me nervous because that's the whole point of trials. So if I can say to her, yes, absolutely, we can do that, then I can confidently do it for her on her wedding day and know that it'll look good and know that she'll love it, then yeah, great, I'll do it. If it is a little bit more of a, well, actually, we wouldn't be able to get exactly that style, we would be around this kind of style instead, I just feed that information back to her and just see, yes, if you want to try that on the wedding morning, then give me an extra half an hour. We'll reschedule, be able to give you a little bit more time so I can play around with that style so I can get it perfect for you. But it's it's never a case of, no, I can't do that for you, or unless it's something super, super, super drastic. But as yet, touch wood, I have not had that yet. I've, I reckon that anyone getting married when they go onto Pinterest, they should have to enter their wedding date. And if it's within a month, then Pinterest should be locked down for them. So they, <laughs> so they can't have any new input on flowers or makeup or bridal hair or anything like that, because this would make everything a lot easier for, for, for everyone else. But uh, maybe I'm talking uh, absolute nonsense. Um, so have you ever had an instance where you know, a bride had a hair cut or something before and it's completely changed what's what's possible on the day? Yep, yep, so in my, I think it was my first or second year of business, I had a bride come in, she had almost my length hair, so pretty long, you could do quite a lot with it, and we did a quite an intricate updo, and on the morning of her wedding day, I turned up, and I didn't recognize her, because she had had her hair cut into a pixie crop, so short, that it was basically just kind of spiked, you could almost curl it a little bit, but that was it, and I was blown away. She didn't even tell me an email or anything like that, and she rocked her pixie cut so nicely, so she looked amazing, so obviously she loved it, I loved it, but it was it was a big shock walking in where I didn't even recognize her. Uh, Fee, on a complete tangent, um, mm-hmm. and just to be completely inclusive, um, have you ever done um, hairstyling for any, uh, any grooms or at all? Um, I've done a little bit of quick restyling for the groom when he couldn't get his hair correct how he would usually do it mm-hmm. um, but I've never been booked specifically for a groom to do his hair although I would love that so any long haired grooms out there please get in touch because I would absolutely go crazy for that have you got styles in mind that you that you want to experiment with with guys or is it you do- oh yeah Absolutely, like top knots and everything. Oh, you could just go crazy with it. It would very much depend on how out there the groom was prepared to be. I think that as a, as a general rule, long-haired guys aren't normally very straight-laced, just to kind of make a complete blanket statement. But uh, <laughs> I think if you had a long-haired groom, the chances are he would probably be willing to be experimental, shall we say. So, oh yeah, I think you'd be up for being quite creative, and yeah, I'd totally be up for that. So maybe that's the 2019-2020 trend for weddings. 
long-haired grooms with uh, uh, flowers in their hair. And no, maybe not that, but you know, styled hair. <laughs> well, we've done all the glitter and flower beards, so why not glitter and flower hair? What's the most common question you get asked, V, when you're in, you know, because often brides will not have any experience of having their hair styled. They would have been to hairdressers and had cuts and things like that. But is there a kind of a, a frequent question that comes up from, from brides a lot? Um, I guess one of the biggest questions I get asked a lot is how many weddings do I do in a day? Mm-hmm. Um, I personally only take one wedding booking per day per team member. Um, I don't think it's worth the stress of trying to get places if it doesn't work out timings wise, I would probably have quite a large anxiety attack if I was stuck in the car behind someone trying to get to the next wedding. Um, I don't think that it's fair to rush bridals, uh, like bridal parties in the morning. I've heard of horror stories of people getting ready like five hours before they need to be just purely so the artist can go and do another wedding. Um, I think that doesn't set the right tone for your wedding day. So personally, I only do one booking per day um, and I think people quite appreciate that as well yeah I think it's the, the sort of thing that you know if people pick up on the fact that you're rushing they're going to be thinking why is she rushing what's going wrong mm-hmm. and before you know you're projecting that anxiety across the whole bridal room and then everyone's crying or something I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but, no, I, I, it all ends in tears yeah I, I think it screams professionalism basically that you you know you value the end product uh, that you're creating over you know some extra money in your pocket at the end of the day because what you want is you know a great product for your for your couples and their weddings basically yeah absolutely there's nothing more important than having my bride ready on time calm relaxed having had a fun getting ready process and looking incredible and knowing that she looks incredible that's the best feeling over getting say a couple of hundred pounds extra for having to rush a party, rush off. And it, I probably wouldn't do anything for my stress levels either. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's a winner all round, really. I, yeah, I totally agree with you. In fact, it's something that I do. I used to do more than one wedding in a day. And I had one day where uh, it went horribly wrong and I ended up late to the second wedding. And that was the moment where I went, it's not worth me doing this anymore. So I then stopped and I now only do one, one wedding in a day. And it, not only does it screen professionalism all this kind of stuff but it means they got able to focus solely on getting this one wedding perfect rather than you know feeling yeah. like you have to rush off to the next one so i think it's a great thing to do if uh, if you can do it i disagree with you on the magic side of things jack because i think that it's very easy to fit in two in a day but yeah M- makeup's a bit different because you you've got a certain point at which you know it can't be any later than but uh, obviously, I'd, I would I would never book one where you know it's an hour away and I can give myself an hour to get there because that would be stupid. That would ridiculous. be stupid. Yes, that would be stupid. But um, you know, if it if it works completely works with the timings, even factoring in like worst case scenario where the driving times doubled, uh, and mm-hmm. as long as it's uh, as long as it actually fits in, I think it's absolutely fine. I think that moves us on nicely to the quick fire questions. It's what is your number one tip for hiring a hair and makeup artist really research their portfolio make sure that you are booking a stylist that you love that you've seen work that they've done before that 
you could see envisage on yourself the style the feel of it and make sure that you like the person that you are booking perfect uh your favorite wedding story my favorite wedding story was a wedding that i did just outside of salisbury a couple of years ago and her wedding present turned up on the back of a trailer being pulled down the farmhouse lane by a quad bike and it was her brand new arga for her new house <laughs> wow best wedding present ever it was impressive wow. conversely <laughs> What is your worst wedding story? Oh, worst wedding story would have to be having to redo hair for bridesmaids that had been previously done by someone else because they hated it so much and had to do it in a cupboard. I, I think, I think, I think we need to ask more about that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So was this an um, emergency call-out, was um, this? Basically... Uh, no, it was the wedding I was doing part of, mm. um, and some of the bridesmaids really, really didn't like their hairstyles that had been done for them to the point that there were tears, um, and I had to stay on past when the bride was supposed to be leaving to redo their hair so that they felt at least a little bit more confident. I mean, it was very minimal redoing because I had such little time to do it and otherwise the bride was going to be late for her own wedding. Um, but yeah, that was a stressful morning, very stressful. Um, luckily they all much preferred the tweaked version of what I did and they all went away feeling quite confident, which was the aim of the game, but that was stressful and I don't ever want to have to do that ever again. Uh, and your number one general wedding planning tip? Don't overthink the little things. When I was planning my wedding, I spent God knows how long stressing over tiny little details like what chocolate truffles we were gonna have with the coffee. I didn't even see the chocolate truffles on our wedding day. I don't think I had any coffee. Um, and it was just pointless, so pointless. These little things that seem like massive deals to you when you're planning your wedding really aren't as long as you have everyone you love in a place you love surrounded by good music and good food you're going to have a brilliant time so don't stress the little bits it's interesting you should mention that because uh jessica hillier who i know you you know pretty well um yeah. on her episode that is basically what her whole topic was about like not wasting your money on the small details like aisle markers mm. and wedding favors and things like that because they go they yeah. go completely unnoticed so you're in com you're in good company there with that opinion um, <laughs> and I, I can't say i disagree with no. that at all either so finally jack so that does that brings us on to the random question of the week uh, and it has fallen to me this week so my random question is we're not allowed to do favorites i used to do favorites but that's not allowed anymore so what is that what is the one the one song that you have to get up and dance to that as soon as it comes on you're like I, i'm getting up on the dance floor oh god um I don't know who it's by. This is really bad, isn't it? But it's the... Um, well, that, you're probably going to have to sing I now. I have the one and only. Oh, that's Chesney Hawks. Oh, no, I'm not yeah. singing it. That's Chesney Hawks. Is it Chesney Hawks? Yeah. And... That is the one song. I defy anyone to be able to sit still and listen to that song. It's impossible. Ironically, or fittingly, perhaps, it was his one and only hit. So... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses, because... I've won at least five 
karaoke competitions from uh, playing air guitar. I can't sing at all, but my air guitar is exquisite. Uh, so <laughs> there's three. Uh, I think we need to see that, Chris. There are three guitar solos in the full version of Sweet Child of Mine. So, you know, it gives me a chance to kind of really hone in my skills uh, and just own it, basically. M- mostly when I was traveling, like lots of bar taps in New Zealand from Sweet Child of Mine. So there you go. Sophie, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, I think you've been a fantastic guest. You provide a lot of insight into bridal hair and styling that I definitely didn't know. And uh, hopefully, you know, the listeners have enjoyed it as well. If they want to book you for their wedding, uh, where can they find out more information about you? Thanks, Chris. Um, they can find me on my website, which is fionalucyclark.co.uk. You can find me on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook under FLC Hair and Makeup. Um, and I think that's about all social medias covered. I don't think I have anything yeah. else. Should they wish to book the luxury magician that you are, how do they get in contact with you? Uh, you can find me at www.theluxurymagician.com. You can find me on Facebook at Jack Brister, the luxury magician, or you can find me on Instagram at jbristermagic. And Chris, if people want to find out about, find out more about you or your book, where can they go? Because you haven't mentioned it at all. I've been very impressed with you today. <laughs> So I, I've managed to not mention the fact that I'm now a number one selling uh, Amazon author with my book, Blissa Wedding Planning, Becoming a Stoic Bride, available on Amazon. Um, uh, yeah, so just go on Amazon and search for Blissful Wedding Planning and you'll find my book available on paperback or Kindle. Uh, if you want to book me or just have a chat, you can get in touch by visiting my website, which is chrispiercymagic.co.uk. Uh, Instagram is chrispiercymagic and you can find me on Facebook with uh, by searching for Chris Piercy Magician. And and that is about everything. It just leads us to say uh, thanks for joining us, V. You've been wonderful. Thank you very much for having me. And thank you for Jack for being boring. <laughs> Not a problem. I've been Chris Piercy, number one best-selling author, and goodbye. Bye. Bye.